mono monothesial mono misophonia. <laughs> I think it's misophonia. Guys, can we can we have a goal? What? At the end of the pod, pizza time. Yeah, and pizza you yeah! Get this fucking done. Pizza and pints? Pizza time! Do you need a stomach? It's the BOK Podcast. We're back again, and we got a special announcement because we are broadcasting live from BOK Vinyl, the brick-and-mortar record shop that we started. We did. In Austin, Texas. Yep. We're upstairs in the lesson room. Studio 1A. <laughs> that Keith doesn't want to talk about. The loft. We don't have a name for it yet, really. It's the penthouse. Just Oh, what's upstairs? Are there records upstairs? No. Yeah. We teach guitar. Yeah, but don't go up there. Yeah. You don't want to learn guitar. Why are there Vista lights in the corner? <laughs> So it's it's uh, very cool. Uh, we've been open for about six weeks now. Seven, uh, I think. seven weeks. I think it's closer to seven. May sixth, we opened up. Yeah, May sixth. And if you want to check out our online shop, you can do that at www.blkvinylatx.com. Mm-hmm. What if you want to visit the shop? If you want to visit the shop, you got to come to Austin and go to the east side, two five zero five. East 6th Street, and we are Suite F, not Apartment F. That's our neighbors. Yep. Very confusing. They're Suite E. Apartment F. Suite E, Apartment F. We're Suite F. It, it, you'll figure it out when you get here. <laughs> yeah. look, look, for for the the sign. Lo- look for the logo. Listen for the music. And in honor of opening up the uh, record shop, we are. Uh, this podcast is celebrating the year of 1968. Mm-hmm. And we're starting off uh, right now listening to uh, Small Faces. Ogden's Nut Gone Flake. What does that mean? Ogden was a brand of cornflake or something, maybe? I thought it was like tobacco flake. I kind of thought yeah. that, too. Yeah. All right. Well, you really did a lot of research on this one. <laughs> the prep is, uh, pre-production is noticeable. It's palpable. Yep. But, um, Jay? Yeah? You're down here in town. I'm in Austin today. Yep. And this is our first podcast as all together, all together in the same room. Mm-hmm. Looking at each other's eyes. And it took us uh, longer to set up in the same room than it did to set up across the internet. Yep. That's why technology has killed our inter- interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. All right, let's just listen to this whole album. You just want to let this one play? Mm-hmm. That'll be our podcast. Yeah, at least a chorus. Yeah, but um, what about the small faces, Keith? Does, does this band have Rod Stewart in it? It does not. <laughs> Although if you had the original copy of the first Faces album, you might get confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have, we have a, a, I don't know if it's like a little elf that comes in the store that likes to move the faces, or the small faces record that we have in the small faces section that says faces on the cover. Yeah, it's not it, me. I think yeah. I'm looking at the elf. <laughs> No, he does. Not guilty. He knows. We both know. I just think somebody thinks there's a, they're a smarty pants. They put it on the listening station and they go to help us out. But, oh, this is a small faces. That's why we need that sign at the listening stations to say, we will, we will put it back. Yep. 
the original Robert Plant? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure somebody sounded like this before him, but he made this kind of sound fashionable. It's pretty well known that Plant was in the audience a lot, kind of not studying him, but he was a big fan. So Kay forgot to silence his... <laughs> Leave it in. His bells. Words yeah. and all. That's a... Uh, got bit by the uh, text message. Just a reminder, everybody listening, silence your phones. <laughs> so the opening track that we listened to earlier on Ogden's, it's always going to remind me of that. <laughs> it's going to remind <laughs> Always remind you of what? It's always good to remind me of opening up this shop. Oh, yeah. We used it as a little teaser like a couple days before we opened and just mm-hmm. kind of scanned all the colorful artwork up on the walls. And yeah. Every time I hear that startup now, I, yeah, it's great. I'm not going to say it's our theme song, but it's kind of our theme song. kind of is. It's great. So this was the unofficial first album of the 68 playlist. Ready to move on? Yeah, we can move on to uh, an album that I love, and I know Keith loves, and I know John loves. Oh, I was going to say, I hate it. John hates it, but Keith and I love it. It's uh, The Zombies, Odyssey, and Oracle. That's Odessi. Odessi. (laughs) How did that happen? It's just like like the artist? Yeah, he screwed up. Yeah. I mean, or, I don't know. Whoever would have given the, the print or the copy to the, to the artist. It's just bad art direction. Yep. Nobody proofreading. I mean, it's a tough word to spell. Well, it, it looks right to me right now. But we have enough people reading it, they should be able to. Mm-hmm. Didn't they say that they ended up kind of like trying to own it and say that they did it on purpose? <laughs> exactly. It's like an odyssey, but it's like not an odyssey, so we spelled it different. Yeah. I can get down with that. Mm-hmm. I like it. So this song has uh, this song in particular in the album has a uh, special meaning to me because uh, it was part of our my wife's and I wedding uh, and actually as a wedding present to my wife it was tickets to see the zombies play Odyssey and the Oracle and Keith went with us. That's Keith a great and show. His wife. Where was it? Lincoln Theater in DC. Lincoln Theater in Washington DC. Yeah, and it. Um... Chris White was a part of the band. Was it? It was different than when we saw him in Austin. It was. It was a celebration of, of the Odyssey record, and uh, so who who was the music director that um, we saw with Brian Wilson's band? I never remember. You know who I'm talking about? The Sugar Mints guy, Wonder Mints. Yeah. Sugar Mints. Um, I can I can look his name up. Um, but he was the, the music director for this show, and I mean they had harmoniums on stage and. You know, a real Mellotron, maybe 15-piece band to cover yeah, all the great. sounds. And they did the entire album start to finish. But it the was highlight a- was was Chris White doing The Butcher's Tale. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had goosebumps. I mean, that was the same, like the Paramount show, right? In Austin? That was the oh, sure. I didn't go to that. Oh, you did I thought you were that. talking about South by Southwest. Yeah, the, the year prior, we all okay. saw the zombies. Right. We saw that acoustic set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then... You didn't go see them at the Paramount. <clears throat> I didn't because I, w- I okay. went. Um, I must have gone with my my friend with Jay. Yeah, it was one one show was enough for Keith. Mm-hmm. Loved it so <laughs> yeah. much. So I saw that same thing. Chris White doing a Butcher's mm-hmm. Tale. Yeah, that's a, that was really special. Mm-hmm. I will say I I went and saw the uh, the Beach Boys, the Pet Sounds mm-hmm. uh, tour. I had a better time at the uh, at 
the zombies. Yeah. Yeah. What Beach Boy? Like the Brian Wilson thing? Yeah. It's the same one. So that was another one we saw. Same musical director. Yep. We're talking about the record. Yeah. Same. Yeah. But I just, because of the Odyssey and the Oracle as a record, mm-hmm. to me personally, I just had a better time with it. Yeah. So not Can't taking t- anything away from the Beach Boys. First time I ever heard this record, Christmas Morning. It wasn't even a gift to me. I don't even know how we got talking about it, but my dad was like, oh, you got to hear this record. <laughs> and he had the CD in his car. Yeah. I don't know why he, why he just had it. I remember you talking this, uh, yeah, Rick got me into this record. It was around the same time, because I know right. I, I we were both kind of having an obsession. Yeah, and you were like, yeah, I just got into it too. Mm-hmm. I like that. Just put it yeah. on. Chris is morning, but I was about to take a shower, and I used to take a boombox in the shower, put you know, put the CD on, and Carousel 44 kicks podcast. on. What'd I say? He's, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it's sort of, yeah. Probably one of the best albums of this year is, is Odyssey, at least for me. And it's this like year being 1968. 68. 50 BLK years ago. Take. <laughs> yeah. And this is, this song that's playing right now is Hung Up on a Dream. Uh, and I, I think it's interesting because I always feel like there's a build that never pays off. But it does with the... Yeah, but it, it, it's real quick and then it drops yep. back down. Yeah, it, yeah. It seems like it's always going to something that it pulls back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got very you. cool song. Great use of Mellotron on this record too. It's like one of the great Mellotron records. And when we were trying to figure out which uh, zombies to put on, I think it was a toss-up between a lot of them. We had Carousel 44, mm-hmm. Rose for Emily. This this album is, is pretty good straight through. Yeah. Recorded at Abbey Road. Yeah. They're just a funny <laughs> funny band where yeah. kind of broke up before they got to see their full success. I mean, they had plenty of singles before this. Yeah, but, but they had big success after this record with mm-hmm. the, the final track on the record. Yeah. Time of the Season. I think it's like two years after they recorded it, finally had a hit with it. Mm-hmm. This record's super solid. And as this plays out, we'll uh, we'll start to intro the next track, which is from another uh, pretty well-known band and another favorite of ours as a as a group here as BLK. Once again, you guys like them. John hates him so much that when we first got our wall racks put up, he was here all by himself, took all of our Kinks records, and put them all up on the wall of the shop. We had a Kinks yeah. Kinky, oh, yeah, kinky yeah. record. Yeah. Yeah. Kinky music, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Should've a picture of that. I have a picture, and it's my Facebook profile. Really? It's my, yeah. Because I'm a grown-ass man who yeah. still cares about Facebook profile pics. <laughs> it's my profile pics. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this is my favorite Kinks record. Sometimes, sometimes it's the one I like to listen to the most. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've subconsciously just not gotten as familiar as I could with this album. Just so, sometime down the line, it'll really like hit me. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's not my favorite. Well, probably in the top five. But. What's interesting about this one? I kind of know this beyond the standard track listing, so I. I think I found this at my public library when I was living in Virginia, and I'd, I'd never heard it. It was just another one of those 
but on CD. <clears throat> on CD, and it had a bonus disc. You know, it had all the B-sides. Um, oh, so it had... Great B-sides, I mean. Could have been... It was kind of like King's Chronicles, maybe? Like exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know, I listen to King's Chronicles so much that I don't really know what's actually on Preservation. Or, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this, this record... Um, it's one of the first records I bought moving to Austin in 2011. And I saw an end of an ear video. They were flipping through. And as soon as I saw this record, like in the bin, I just immediately was in my car. I don't even know if I ha actually had the money to buy it. No, I did not steal it. But <laughs> I was I, in my car with I the I should record, not have bought it. I didn't have I the know, cash. I just, like, saw red but I had, I had to get it. And you know what? We were doing our... Um, you used to have Wednesdays off. Mm -hmm. We were doing our coffee and and record uh, day once a week. We're like living the dream. That's what we're, we're living the dream now. So hard to, like, but this was like, one of the records. Like I couldn't wait to bring yeah. bring that copy so over. Was that was that some? It wasn't an original. Was it? No, it was yeah. a yeah, kind was... of like a weird artwork. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I finally found it. I finally found an original of it. Of one, that record. Yeah, one of the two hundred that I kept in the house. <laughs> The rest are here, walking out the door every day. Is that that's not is that part of the the mono collection that just got released? The box set? Mm, yeah, I think so. No, I don't think it is. Hmm. I can't remember. I mean, there's a mono mix of it, but yeah, I don't know where it cuts off. It, yeah, you might have gotten like the early years kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's like the that's why I was when we were thinking about the Kinks, I was like, can we break the rules and do sixty six? Because, mm -hmm. but we didn't. John's a stickler for the rules. Well, I'm just saying, if you start breaking rules, I mean, this playlist is going to go on, go on forever. There are rules, Donnie. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so we're heading into the next track here uh, with, once again, another power hitter from the This is a good year. 60s. Yeah. I was about to make a Saturday Night Live joke. So this is Harry Nilsson uh, with Good Old Desk. And one of the, uh, we discussed before we started uh, recording for the podcast was whether or not the anecdote that good old desk is a, would this be initialism or an acronym? God. Uh, yeah. For God. It would be acronym, right? Acronym. Acronym, you yeah. know. Uh, which is good old desk, G-O-D. Uh, what do you know about this wives' tale? I just know that he has denied it. Really? Yes. Yeah. Reporters. Okay. I didn't but know, I actually yeah. thought it was. Right. He has denied it, but Lennon also denied Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds being LSD, and that's only a year after that. And and Nilsson's a prankster. And was friends Silly. with Lennon. Yeah. My my uh my copy of this record has the original um sticker on the front that says has a quote from Lennon saying that Nilsson is his favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of songs you could pick from this record. Yeah. But this I always one... try to listen to the lyrics on this and see if mm -hmm. it's some kind of deal. It makes sense yeah. to me, like I, when you think about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but at the same time, it could just be his writing desk and it's his little desk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things I like about Nelson, too, is that it's. You can find metaphor and allegory, but more you could just listen to it and take it for Put what it is, and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this one is actually the loneliest number. This is the opening track on on the uh, on the record, but the the um, 
what did they put? The puppy song. They put the puppy song on the CD and the streaming versions. Yeah, one for me too, John, please. Yeah. John's getting beers and he's being very <clears throat> nice today. He's There's a great beers, performance beers of this on um, the Playboy. What did they call that? The Playboy After Dark with yeah. uh, Hugh Hefner. Oh, right. I'm just right. waiting for the day that they remaster all those great performances and put them out on DVD or something. Um, we didn't mention George Tipton on the arrangement, but I love the the horn arrangements and what's that? What's the Nilsson documentary? Uh, who is Harry Nilsson and why yes. is everyone talking about him? Yes, that is a great documentary. If, if you, you have not seen, seen that, you're probably not a Harry Nilsson fan yet, yeah. but you will be. Yeah, it it. I think it makes you kind of like love him as a person, not just a performer. Mm-hmm. He was a complicated man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seemed like he was always a joy to be around. And, oh. And, and, and a, in a certain era, but yeah, he yeah. seemed like a... <clears throat> well, him and Lennon together, too. right? Yeah. I just right. remembered uh, finally finding my vinyl copy of Ariel Ballet at Amoeba Records um, in, San in San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that when you did your What's in My Bag video? Yeah. <laughs> now, John and I were... Uh, we were driving your old boss's uh, Bikes, bike around, yeah. yeah. Yep. Staying yeah, at, was, staying was... at uh, Airbnbs and putting up breath barriers because we were sleeping a little too close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the boss booked one bed for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> we had like a option of doing head to toe or we just put up an extra pillow in between our faces yeah. just so we didn't accidentally kiss in the middle of the night. Yeah, I don't mind being that close to you. It's just... Yeah. Breath barrier. Breath, breath barrier. barrier. Yeah. We're bros. And when you guys were sleeping, did you guys ever have uh, tears of rage? <laughs> did you go to transition school? Uh, I went to Segway Academy. There you go. In which we learned to ride Segways. So this is music from... What was the other album? Little Brown. Little Brown. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> uh, music from Big Pink from The Band. Opening track? It is. Debut song, debut album. Future pod. And probably one of, this has got to be, in my opinion, the most influential record of 68, or at least for like shifting, getting everybody to take take the next path. So do you have bands in mind that were on a certain trajectory and then this came out and then I mean the big one that comes to mind is uh, you know like Cream were a, a huge like stadio, stadium rock trio at the time that this came out mm-hmm. I mean they put an album out this year Wheels of Fire um, that's like half half a live record and uh, yeah Clapton hearing this like pretty much like sealed the deal that he was going to leave the band because this was like just really hit home for him just like yeah taking it back to the roots and yeah getting back to the music that he kind of grew up on and i feel like the beatles i've never actually read them say anything about it but i feel like the let it be sessions were i I don't know if it would happen if it wasn't for the for this record yeah i mean you can clearly hear um robbie robertson's influence on Clapton and Harrison after this record with like the uh, the Leslie speaker guitar even though I think this was like a handmade 
Leslie Speaker. I read that at some point. Like a hand crank? Um, no, it just Handmade wasn't actually a Leslie cabinet. They just made a rotating speaker enclosure. Um, oh, so it was like a bootleg. Yeah. Well, it's just yeah, it's just <laughs> DIY. Although they would have had plenty of actual Leslie cabinets available because there's so much great organ on this record too. Yeah, everything about this record so good. I think you got me into this record when you were living with me. Why is this good? In, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we went to a band tribute when I was little. Oh sure, the uh, <laughs> the last waltz concert. Yeah, I like couldn't wait to take John to it, but we got we had too many drinks before the show. Ma'am, I think he's been overserved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. I, I wouldn't have put this on my list of things that I exposed you to. It was uh. Well, it. Don't hurt your arm there. <laughs> yeah this this album just like hit me so hard a lot of these it's almost a, probably every album we've hit on so far yeah like when finally getting to know it there was like an obsession yeah I couldn't stop listening to these yeah we kind of front loaded this playlist everything from yeah. here on out kind of sucks. yeah it's gonna be bore <laughs> I would say all most of the albums that we talked about so far are also in my rotating playlist mm-hmm. like if I'm just like what do I want mm-hmm. I would put any of those on and be happy half of these records we have for sale at BLK Vinyl yeah 505 East 6th Street Austin Texas 78702 <laughs> John actually pulled most of the uh, LPs off the off the floor mm-hmm. brought them up with us yep I won't, I won't say exactly what the pre-show ritual was on how we were gonna choose the records but you had to actually hold the record in your hand and see if it, if it, if it gave you joy. Okay, this sounds like 68. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just sounds like uh, everybody so chasing down Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff like this we could have put on the list. Mm-hmm. Like, 68 is, like, very sonically fun. <laughs> Just like every studio trick thrown at every song. Yeah. No, it's just funny to go from Woodstock, New York to the Floyd and tomorrow, like all those. Mm -hmm. What was the name of that club? The UFO? I think they call it the UFO. The UFO? Yeah. See, this was a (laughs) pre-internet. Just like the distinctly different scenes. Yeah. Who are we listening to, and is that going backwards? What? You talking about the band tomorrow? Whoa, that guy's playing in reverse. Who is that guy? <laughs> Keith? It's Stephen Howe. Stephen Howe, he's good. He was in a band called Yes, that you may have heard of. They had such classics as... Owner of a Lonely Heart. <laughs> that was not Steve Howell. Okay. My bad. Yeah. Was yes, though. Yeah, that was yes. So it was not half right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, do, we'll, do a pod. we'll do a prog pod soon. We've got a lot. Yeah, we need a prog. A lot of love for the prog. Prog pod. Prog pod. Steve Howe is Prog-cast. top three guitar mans. <laughs> Keith, Keith is adjusting 
Sorry, I have I have two I have t- <laughs> two sets of headphones on. We, I, uh, I did not have a DI that can handle everything. Even though I told Keith and John oh, yeah. that I did, yep. so uh, I lied to everybody, and now Keith's hair is tangled up in his microphones. <laughs> <laughs> really sorry. It I would, didn't. It would be worse if I had if I had a setup at my house that was. Any better than either, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I couldn't have done any better even if right. I had preparation, but still, you guys. There we go. Just basic shit like you. We put it together. Games. I'm yeah. back. Oh, we it got works. It together. We're here. We're back. Uh, yeah. I didn't think about this being like just production tricks thrown in the mix until you just said it. Yeah. But like knowing like from like the Sgt. Peppers and then going, oh, we're going to go into the studio mm-hmm. and try shit. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I mean, even before Pepper, but Pepper was like the, you know the big production and Piper at the Gates of Dawn and yeah there are a lot of bands that were like trying to catch up I mean everything was happening so fast these days we take like three years to record ten songs Mm -hmm. but I mean everybody was just in the studio nonstop trying to catch up so 68 has a lot of songs that sound like they belong in 67 but it's also Mm -hmm. one reason why 68 has so many great albums I think this one falls in that category too. This mm-hmm. is um, grapefruit with around grapefruit. All grapefruits around. It's it's a play on words. If you if you read it, it's it's even funnier. But um, yeah, this was um, a band that was signed to Apple for a publishing deal, but wasn't one of the original. Was it four Apple artists? Um, like Steve Jobs. Oh, earlier. <laughs> <laughs> they were the first artists on iTunes. I heard. This probably took a while to get on iTunes. Yeah, this is a this is a nugget. Dare I say? Featured well, George Alexander. Uh, George Young was his birth name. He was uh, in the ACDC Young family. Yeah. In the Easy Beats, the Easy Young Beats family. Yeah. I asked John That's earlier so cool. when we were listening to the Easy Beats. I said, "Do you want to put a recommend if you like ACDC to the Easy Beats record?" Yeah, I would, I would not. He didn't like my suggestion. Right no, I thought it was good. No, I just wasn't going to do it. <laughs> we pulled this off the wall today, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Listen to this. <clears throat> yep. John had a rule this morning that we were going to listen to nothing but 1968. And I to, broke it. One yeah, we broke in. it one record in. We had, we had so he's a stickler for the rules for the podcast. We had mm. customers in the store, so I didn't have time to... Yeah, I didn't have my queue set up for the morning. Didn't think the Sunday morning rush was going to be so bad. Yeah. Well, we also had a Saturday night rush. So we were all catching up. The shark is cool. Nobody wants to talk about the you like fruit. you like psychedelic flute. I don't like the <laughs> I don't like the fruit, but I like the band. <clears throat> yeah, I think is that a Yoko? Doesn't the yeah the back says mm-hmm. like they were in studio, had a recording deal. We figured out there there was a guy. Where is the record? Pull it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah let right me think you. about the record <clears throat> when it's sitting down by my feet. Yeah, this this there's a track on this uh, yesterday's. What's the uh, second track on this record? Yesterday's, Yesterday's Sunshine? Sunshine? Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, you playing that record at your Willow house. 
That's great. Yeah, Terry Doran brought the group together, and John Lennon named it Grapefruit. And Terry Melcher produced it. Terry Terry hmm. Melcher was uh, Doris Day's son, and he was involved with the Manson murders. Hold on, wait a minute. I thought you said 68. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Is this DJ Shadow? So we just talked about songs that sounded like they might belong in 67. And this kind of goes the other way with it, where it sounds like way later than well, it's, Yeah, it's just... It's just like... We were shocked to find that only one artist has sampled this drum beat. And not particularly... It, was not it wasn't done well. <laughs> <clears throat> so this is a... I don't know how you describe this. So there was like Millennium and Sagittarius, two projects, and Kirk Fetcher. Studio bands... I don't think either of them ever toured, but I think this was the first to come out. The Sagittarius had an album this year, too. Mm -hmm. I can't stop. Yep. Grooving. Yeah, it's so cool. And we had to put the next... Uh, this is the minute and a half intro to the album that segues into the single on the album. So. I bet every studio in 68 had to have a harpsichord in it. Luckily, I love the harpsichord. Kind of an awkward transition. They didn't really match the tempo quite right on that. Bit. They did the best they could. Yeah. <clears throat> I did read that this was the second album to ever use 16-track recording technology. After another 68 record that we cut off the list, Bookends, Simon and Garfunkel was the first 16-track record. Sound a little angry about cutting off Bookends. Mm -mm. No. I just want the listeners to know I'm looking forward to pizza and pints. So we cut, this, <laughs> cut the set list down. We set a goal for ourselves to finish the podcast and then we can get pizza. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. This is like, this is a great, really colorful record. What, how many songwriters are on here? Like five or so? Least, I mean, yeah. it's a collective, yeah? Yeah, it's Gary Usher and it was, well, Gary Usher might have been more Sagittarius, but yeah, Kurt Vetcher yeah. is, is the main ringleader. Mm -hmm. But funny you say it's colorful because the cover is black and white. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a very expensive record too. It was reissued by Sundazed. But yeah, I bought original that press will set you back. Yes. At least a hundo. Yeah, I bought that reissue. That was the second record I ever bought here in Austin. Yeah. You didn't buy the Sundays. You bought. What was your 35th record you bought? Oh, no, I can tell you. <laughs> what was my 35th record I bought? Yeah. In Austin? Yeah. Or just ever? In Austin. Oh. <laughs> I know my 35th ever. <laughs> I have to do a little bit of work to figure out which. Hmm. Who's that? Whistling? Don't whistle. whistle? No, whistle. no, that'll peak. I wish this was a video pod because I, I woke up this morning. I was late into the shop because we partied last night. And uh, B and K got in here early. And B had a cup of coffee. I saw it on the Nest camera. He had a cup of coffee. He was whistling along to the association. Was it the association? Yeah, I think so. Whistling along, having a beautiful morning. He was going to bring uh, K a nice cup so of coffee because he was upstairs. And I was upstairs enjoying my Migas. He's yeah. having a jolly morning. And then trips on the second stair and throws that coffee everywhere. Yeah. 
and luckily, luckily we have security cameras, and we were able to watch it from various angles. Yeah. Shop smells like old coffee. And, oh. pl- and lemon pledge. All I heard from upstairs was, <laughs> "Fuck." Language. It's a family uh, podcast. Family podcast. I'm. Dude, Keith Waven's listening to this right now. Cash <laughs> is trying to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, post that video. Yeah. That'll be a. Uh, what do they call that? A throwback. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this album is highly recommended. Go listen. What do we have next? And it's leading us into a very another controversial pick. Uh oh. Not controversial that it shouldn't be on the list, You're but controversial because we couldn't figure out which one from this record to put on the list. That's true. Double album. Who have we not gotten to yet? Oh God, <laughs> that, that, that matters in '68. If you don't know who we're talking about by now, you might stop listening. We did a pop-up shop at Spider House, and some kid <laughs> said that the Beatles were trash. Oh, God. And, and, this, and Keith was there, well, so we lost a customer for life. No. Nope. Business he, owner nice now, guy? which means... I, I, I think his friend, yeah, the Beatles were trash kid, his friend actually bought more Beatles albums just because he was like... He was like, yeah. sorry. I'm just going to double down. Yeah, good. I hope you no, left them I was all as nice as I could be, but he, yeah. My biggest fear is having a, a child that grows up to tell me that he hates or he or she hates the Beatles. <laughs> that would just break my heart. <laughs> like really. Yeah. Anyway, well, I've heard that take before, and it's super hot. It's a super hot take. Really. Yeah, but I'm. We had what did we have? We had Dear Prudence first. As our, it was on the list. As our pick. great song. It was yeah. a placeholder. Yeah. yeah. It was a, yeah. When this first got born, we just had to put stuff on there. Just to yeah. Well, I can remember. I can specifically remember years ago. Okay, you were telling me. Mm-hmm. Dear Prudence. Like I'm you, L though, by the way. <laughs> K, K, and, K in the program. L in the program. I, I just love that I'm a J and a L B. L in the program. Okay. K in my heart. Uh, but you were like, I just remember you when we were talking about the White Album years ago. You were like, Dear Prudence. Yeah, but so, this is the so it's not taking this away is the centerpiece of this record yeah. to me now. I mean, it really is. This is like the whole band to get playing together, showing their stuff, challenging the hell out of each other. This is not an easy song yeah. to perform, and it's yeah. And here Ringo's laying down. Just a beat and four. Everybody else is doing like a six-eight thing. There's really cool rhythmic stuff going on. But anyway, the interesting thing for me about the White Album and this song, like all the other bands are trying to catch up to Sgt. Pepper, Magical Mystery Tour. And again, the Beatles are like, you know, taking another turn. <laughs> catch know. up to this. Yeah, this is this is incredible. This is my favorite Lennon record for sure. I'm a, I'm a Paul guy for the most part. I love to point out all the guitar solos that everybody's favorite guitar solos are Paul and all that kind of stuff. But this is a John record. John really shines. And we're going to something that a little bit different than the White Album. What do you say, fart? <laughs> So this is uh, Johnny Cash uh, live at Folsom. Um, 
Or is it like Folsom Prison Live? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's live at San Quentin. This is Folsom Prison Live. At Folsom Prison. At, yeah. 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 And this is uh, I Still Miss Someone, which is... I've always just really dug this tune. It's uh, one of the better melodies, that I think, on, on this record for me. But Johnny Cash is... Uh, I don't know. I grew up listening to him uh, quite a bit with my dad being an old old country guy. Uh, I remember sitting in the parking lot of Borders in your uh, in your first car, your Jeep. Yeah. And you were playing me uh, Boy Named Sue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the first time I ever heard it. I was not... I did not grow up on Johnny Cash, so yeah. thinking, when I think of Johnny Cash, I think of, I think of you. I don't always think of him as uh, writing all that much. I mean, yeah, I guess Ring of Fire, but this is one that he wrote with his nephew. Boy Cash Jr. Yeah. yeah, the Cash family has a pretty good history of uh, well the Carter and Cash family has a pretty deep history of music but, mm -hmm. that was fast yeah that was a quick tune this is 27th <laughs> this live album was his 27th album I've, I've always said that Johnny Cash was the first punk mm -hmm. punk rocker but, so this is a cool song little pick me up from the from oh, yeah. the Cash dude that was a downer So I've had one person come to the store that knew the travel agency record that's up on the wall right now. Cool. Did you we, hire him? We also had a uh, somebody took a picture of it, right, or something, and their like friend was like, "That's great. That's a classic." Oh no, that was the same person. Oh, okay. yeah. Like texted in the store, like, like sent a picture of it, like yeah, classic. Yeah, I just think this is a funny, funny song and title. Mm -hmm. How did you find it? How did you find this record? Do you remember discovering no, this? I really don't. Just a lot of, uh, yeah, there are some unsung heroes in the blogosphere from the early 2000s. Like, just <laughs> people that kind of catalog this stuff. <laughs> just keywords, you search one thing, somebody in the comments. Yeah. Tangential stuff that yeah. just leads to brilliant nuggets. Yeah. And got me to spend whatever I spent on my first mono copy of this. It was an engagement ring for your for your wife or this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, this record's really cool too. Because I mean there's a few songs that are have some orchestration. But for the most part it's just like it's almost like a pop power trio. Yep. Yeah, it's really cool. This is the when I first heard this record. Uh, first time ever this is the song that stood out for me mm -hmm. like I was riding in the car and I was thinking about my day and you know whatever we think about and when this song this this is like the second track right on the A side it is yeah and uh it was just like the first song I was like oh that's good and I was let me get back to thinking about whatever and then this came when I just started like kind of chuckling and had to replay it and I gave a deeper listen to it when I got home Yeah, they're just kind of a one and done. Um, but who are they connected to after Travel Agency? There was a band called Shanty Shanti. It was kind of like a, a melding of West Coast psych and Eastern stuff. Break it down. Break it down. 
but yeah, their only album on the Viva label baptized it like Leon Russell and Snuff, I think Snuff Garrett produced it. James Griffin of Bread. There's a lot of people tied to it, but it's funny that there's not a lot of information on the Steve Hale, the guy that wrote all the songs. How many one and done bands do you think there were? A lot around this time, I feel like. But it's funny that they all, I think they all went on to other stuff. Right. But it was just like, oh, let's put this record out and let's move on. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's 67, but that uh, Clear Light record. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, what's the next Clear Light record? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they don't have one. No. So this is a guy that probably should practice, if he was still around, practice guitar a little more. You can take lessons at the okay. <laughs> Let's still try to figure out who this is. I don't hear any guitar. You said this is like guitar music. Song off this album. <clears throat> I was the, the optimist that wanted to put Crosstown Traffic on there just because the song gets me dancing like a fool. Yeah, it's a great track. Yeah. I said it before we started the pod, but yeah. Crosstown Traffic always was like a, an answer to drive my car mm-hmm. to me. And it could have been on I any of the. Of that it could be on any of his three records. But right. it's not indicative of this mm-hmm. album. And I don't know if this is the one. Ultimately, I just because I was tired. Of, but, yeah. Well, we Talking couldn't. Pick, about it. <laughs> yeah, and we couldn't pick one of the longer ones too. Yeah. But like, yeah, 1983, Merman, I should turn to be, or even like the uh, the Voodoo Child Jam with uh, Steve Winwood. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's just like some amazing moments. And this is Hendrix's last studio record. I mean, he he had begun one before he died, but. It's amazing how much he recorded because you don't really think of him as somebody that only put out three records because there's just so much material but i don't know this all three of those records are great have we said electric ladyland electric ladyland which is the name of uh his studio it's a double album mm-hmm. was it recorded as yeah you guessed it electric ladyland <laughs> <laughs> Uh, formerly known as Electric Ladyland. Yeah, I don't know. This one's cool too because it's got, you know, it's got some harpsichord. Mm-hmm. Another '68 trend, like a leftover from the '67 stuff. Everybody was like catching up. Gotta get a harpsichord in the, tr- in the studio. So you had Leslie's harpsichord, echo chambers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, tape, tape effects, phasing. Delays. Oh yeah, it was fun. Fun time. One time for, for tunes. Pro Tools and just flip it and reverse it. What? I don't like the Missy Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> Not what we're doing a 68. Yeah. A now, this guy. record has all along the we watch do the 98, too, we'll talk more about that. Okay. It's funny when you said I'm still trying to figure this out because there's no guitars. Oh, yeah. It's like our, our collective uh, dismay of a lot of bands that put out a rockin' first album with a lot of guitar work and then they go oh we're gonna not do guitars anymore yeah. looking at you Tam Impala <laughs> Tam Impala said tweet where'd your guitar go bro hot take so as we transition out of that we got some honorable mentions I am sure yeah do you wanna is that it do you have any are, whatever happened to this are guy are you getting hungry I'm getting hungry yeah Let's shut this thing down. Yeah, so uh, we're going to um, transition into our last song here, and then we'll close it out. But we have some honorable mentions that we're going to 
we're kind of going to let just let this shit play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the songs will be at the end of the playlist. Um, but the closing song will be this song off oh. of... Octave Museum, Stephen Brodsky. Nope, wrong, <laughs> wrong shit. This is uh, The Pretty Things, SF Sorrow. <laughs> this is the original that Octave Museum covered later. So, off my list. Off his list, which which I'll, I'll add as a post-it note. Mm-hmm. Written in pencil with red uh, circles around things that weren't on Spotify. And little red hearts around things that were on Spotify. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the auto salvage record, that's one of my personal favorites. Um, Colors with a U, Oklahoma City Band, Beatles ripoff, dressed like priests on the cover. Bad Day at Black Rock, good song. Uh, Bear. Carving a gun from an old piece of wood. No, that was colors. Painted with black paint. It looks pretty good. Bear greetings. Children. What is it? Bear greetings. Children. It's in your box, right? These aren't, it's in your box. These aren't all going to be on the on the playlist, are they? These, These are just... Uh, right. I thought no, you just... But look them up. Well, okay, yeah. Well, so I'm doing the uh, mentions of things that... Are that on aren't on the yeah. playlist. When we were thinking of 68, we got These excited because some of our... F- on right. Spotify or any kind of digital... Okay. Right. Some of our favorite we'll, we'll nuggets are not available to stream, so... Look Family Tree Record, which uh, mm-hmm. has a catalog number right next to Aerial Ballet, had a lot of the same musicians recorded around the same time. George Terry Tipton. Tipton. George Tipton did this arrangement. Arrangements. Mm-hmm. Um... Do you have some? Uh, I didn't prepare any. Okay. Well, that, I'll just go off my list. Uh, but Sweetheart of the Rodeo, Rodeo, we didn't... Sweetheart of the Rodeo. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I didn't know we were doing the podcast, that. so I didn't prepare. Mm. Well, luckily, I have this post-it note. I knew we were doing the podcast. I just... I fell asleep on the job. Oh. One well, I would mention is... Uh, we talked about Cream earlier, mm-hmm. but Wheels of Fire, there's a great um, Jack Bruce tune, as you said, that... Uh, that's on, that's on the playlist, so. Oh, okay. That'll be played later. Well, check it out at the bottom, well, then. Scroll yeah, on down. So, so I've moved off all, all the things. Yeah, so now we can talk about the things beyond that. Um, the Smoke, Michael Lloyd, Void. Talk about a one and done. But he kept going, yeah. and he was very active in the music industry beyond that. Idol that race. That's in that's in your personal collection. You don't have yeah, that yeah. shit. Yeah, you can't have that shit. Up, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Idol Race, the first Jeff Lynn band. Am I right in saying that? Before the move? Yeah. Before Yellow? Yeah. Birthday Party. Great album. Um, Mark Benno and Leon Russell. The Asylum Choir record. Yeah. Look at the bottom of the playlist. I'll get there. Beggar's Banquet, 68. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stone's um, getting back to their roots. Association. Yep. Got the association birthday. coming up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the three of us love that one. Yeah. Also, Led Zeppelin formed in 1968. Honorable mention. No album. Doesn't count. They recorded the first Good album night, everybody. this year. <laughs> but I'll be back next year to talk about that record. <laughs> yeah, we got to mark this in the calendar because uh, next year we'll do 69 on, uh, what's today? The 24th? What's that? Wish this was a video pod again, because Keith just did something that I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what, what it is. It's like the church and the steeple kind of thing. Yeah, look at all the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, yeah, then it, the playlist will finish out with uh, David Axelrod and, and uh, the Electric Prunes. Yeah. 
which is a whole yeah we didn't have enough to say about it because we didn't know enough about it but yeah but this is the smoke we made it to the smoke yeah john doesn't know how to google things what yeah <laughs> john john doesn't think wikipedia is real right now i'm working seven days a week i don't got time to google <laughs> the store is just got customers in i can't think about music i'm working at a record shop yeah. John, what's the coolest thing that we've sold in the store so far? Or some of your favorites? John really appreciates all the Kenny Loggins requests. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah to Floyd. all the other record stores, the Dan Fogelberg, the Seals and Croft, <laughs> it's flying off our shelves. I mean, we're marking them up. If and you can't sell it, ship bank. them to us. Yeah. You guys thought that was in the trash, cars. But. Yes. Which yeah. on a serious note, yes. That, which that, yeah, John and I were discussing this morning. And we we're like, Jesus. Yeah. Maybe that is a good record. That's. A I mean, it's record. a great record. Yeah. yeah. I have an eBay search for a lot of cars <laughs> debut albums. Yeah. We still have a nice uh, sealed dash. copy. Yeah. An original sealed. Yeah. Well, so we can wrap it up. You guys yeah. want? Uh, no, we were supposed to wrap it up on the Keith. last one, but now we're listening to something cool. There's yeah, but really I kind of wanted. I wanted to hear this one. Yeah. Myself personally. Oh. He had ulterior motives. Yeah, I'm a sneaky bastard. Uh, but uh, here, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap it up on uh, this episode, the 1968 uh, playlist. Uh, I guess all the playlists are now. Are they going to be on the BLK Spotify mm-hmm. account? Yeah. Yeah. The the username is BLK with a space vinyl. Very clean. No underscores nothing funny yeah so we'll move all the all the past playlists over there yep. uh, we also on Fridays uh, post our new releases we make playlists for the new releases that we got in new arrivals new arrivals sorry yep. every Friday dated maybe you can go back and look at the old ones and see if there's something paper. you want yeah uh, shoot, store. shoot us an email yep. if it's not listed or you can uh, go to the online shop at blkvinylatx.com mm-hmm. lots more in the shop than what's online but yeah give you an idea yeah cool this is good closing closing thoughts does work for you last thoughts you guys happy i'm happy all right i've never been happier i can't say i'm happy i can say i'm hungry i'm I'm with my i'm happy because i'm with my my friends yeah we're not gonna let you uh i already canceled your flight oh you live here now oh i like closing out on this all right yeah all right talk to you later toys i like my toys my mother says I should have more responsibility as I'm nearly 31. I have a brain, I have a brain that can live with all my trains and all my cars. I have a boat that doesn't float, but a big machine that takes me to the stars. But my mother says I should get a job. Oh, my father, she. 
But never in my sweet short life 
get off the train Oh!
Lady. 